welcome to the Innovate CT Podcast. I'm excited to interview Derek Drawn from DCI Resources for episode six of the Innovate CT Podcast. And Derek, welcome to the show tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, you know I, I'm really excited to, Derek and I have been talking for probably a few weeks now trying to get this scheduled and, and he is uh, an entrepreneur, um, a musician and a very busy man. So I'm really glad you made the time to do this tonight. Uh, just I'll, I'll give a little bit about your your background, Derek, and I'd love if you could just jump in more and yes. maybe expand on some stuff. But uh, Derek is the um, the owner of DCI Resources LLC, and they are a um, technology support and consulting company um, headquartered in New Haven, Connecticut. So local here to, to our state. Uh, and yes. I believe you were founded in 2009. Is that correct? That is correct. So tell us a little bit about DCI Resources what you guys do, um, and how, how did you end up owning this company? Wow, interesting. Um, well, DCI, DCI Resources LLC is a um, full-service information technology support and maintenance consulting service, you know, founded again, like you stated, in 2009 um, with headquarters here in New Haven, Connecticut. We've actually expanded to about five locations now um, based on many, many different um, areas of growth that, that based – Basically, these more and more the training required, you know, more of the training is what really uh, generated the need for expansion more so than the um, than what we do, you know, as a net as an actual network company. Uh, we do a lot of procurement. We do a lot of government work. But again, that doesn't necessarily require multiple locations in one in one um, in one state. We do a lot of work abroad. We do a lot of government work. And with that, obviously, it doesn't require anything other than responding to you know, whatever, whatever interests you as it relates to government work. And, and we go from there, whether it be teaming up, co- you know, collaborative efforts or, or um, actually finding, um, sending our work, our, our tech talent out there to, to secure the job. Yeah. And I definitely, I definitely want to talk more about the training piece. Cause that's, okay. that was really how um, I was introduced to you. So it was actually through Instagram, through someone that does your social media contacted me about, oh. Hey, I really think that you should, you should get in touch with our CEO and learn about the training piece. So yes. I, I want to hear all about that world. Okay. I want to first hear, how did you end up owning this company? So it started in 2009. So you're almost 10 years old at this point, which is, yes. which is f- fantastic. But um, <laughs> what did you do before this and how did you end up um, as well, the owner? Well, strangely um, for two seconds, speak on non-technical, I mean, what non-training, which is that we were, my, my brother and I were both engineers. I'm a mechanical engineer. My brother's an electrical engineer. And uh, we we basically provided services to uh, you know Fortune 500 organizations, uh, particularly Asia Brown uh, Asia Brown Bavaria out of Norwalk, to name one. Uh, long story short, we would we would provide networking, um, and I'm I'm being vague because I don't want to stay in that area. But we 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 basically provide every aspect of IT um, services to them, and ultimately say, in a network installation, they're going to ultimately look direction on how to work this thing you know so there then became the birth of the training division and um quite frankly uh, it's still i mean we still do other things but obviously the training uh, seems to have taken off and it required actually um an actual separate cost center which is where the uh, learning center sort of was born so that's the reason why we have dci um, resources llc and then we have the learning academy as the learning wing. Yes. Yeah. So I'd love if you could expand on that because, you know, I think one thing that 
you know, you hear no matter no matter what you read, right? Whether you read LinkedIn, uh, like with the Wall Street Journal or um, any any tech blog online, I think one thing you consistently hear is there is a need here in the U.S. Uh, for more technical resources, and we literally can't train people fast enough. And uh, STEM is the future, and everything's eventually going to have code in it, including like your couch and your you know yeah. your th- this kitchen appliance and that kitchen appliance. So you know, huge demand for, for tech talent, you know, globally in the U S here in Connecticut. Uh, how did you, well, how did you, you know, kind of expand from the, the consulting side to this training side uh, is, is one yes. question for you. And then I'd love to hear, um, we'll start there and then I'll follow up with, can you explain to the audience when you say training, what does that mean? And then what does that encompass? Okay. Well, uh, what we started out doing um, for, what we started out doing in a larger training capacity is we work for, um, we do a lot of government work. Uh, and, 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 and specifically when it comes to training, the Department of Labor obviously is a division of all of the different WIBs, WIBs meaning the Workforce Investment Boards. So there's five different regions within Connecticut and we have a location in each of them, which is what, it, what you know, which is essentially what explains why I have five locations. Got so it. We're, so we're able to pretty much service all of Connecticut as a result of our, our reach. Each of these locations, obviously, sponsored by Department of Labor, and I think they're called American Job Centers now. They change regularly along with their acronyms. Um, they, we pretty much are providing the tech talent that is necessary. Now, I'm jumping ahead to um, – so that pretty much show used to be just to bring people up to, up to snuff when it comes to just basic skills. And then we obviously graduated to level two, which are those who – it seems as time goes on, you're getting – especially with the millennials being what they are, they actually come to the table with a bit of background and they don't need the basic basics. And then now we're at level three where we're offering things like tech higher. And that's people who actually have, in certain cases, a bachelor's and, and, and whatever respective field, but yet they don't have the next, they don't have the credentials, which is essentially where the rubber meets the road. So we have still these three tier level um, training uh, Feet, uh, we're, we're featuring all, all, all three levels of uh, services, but we see our uh, response and the high end because, again, it's basically what um, tech hire was born out of this, 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 this strange disparity of, of, of tech, uh, the lack of tech talent. So, the, you know, this initiative coming straight from DC, Washington, the, the White House, the previous administration and current administration. This uh, this initiative, um, which is a division, which we this particular uh, grant was one out of, I guess, in our WIB, which is Northwest Regional Workforce Investment Board. That's the Waterbury area. And along with the New Haven version, which is Workforce um, Alliance, this initiative is essentially to bring, you know, accelerated IT training and workforce development to Connecticut to train young adults, you know, and the tech skills needed to enter the IT the workforce. So essentially it is addressing this disparity in an aggressive way. Every, every state, including obviously Connecticut, has been given a significant amount of money to address this issue that seems to be um, well, you know, well noted around right. the world. So I want to pause and I want to unpack what you said for a little bit. So, so you, your company, DCI Resources, the Learning Academy portion of it, works with the different um, workforce you know, organizations within Connecticut that all are a part of the Department of Labor. And Correct. they've contracted with your organization to provide training to, as you said, really different, different, 
different skill levels of people, right? You know, level one being, you know, basic, um, you know, Microsoft Office and, Correct. you know, how to use, how do you general computer skills? Level two, it, it, you know, more advanced skills. And then you said level three is really kind of taking people that have tech talent, tech, tech skills already and really upskilling them even further. Is that, that, right. that sums it up? Exactly. I didn't necessarily feel that there was any other levels required because level two really is for those who aspire to go into the IT field but never had any previous experience. And okay. then level three is with the understanding that they do and they're looking for further enhancement and or potentially the, uh, the, the, the uh, correlating uh, credentials. And, so and how, that's really what the problem is. A lot of people come to this program with a CS background. They don't have the credentials. So I always make the correlation to that of, say, going to law school. Um, you go to law school, and yet you're not a lawyer. You have to actually pass the bar. Well, going to any tech school, whether you, whether you come out with a CS or not, you still don't have the credentials. And these organizations are looking for the credentials because it, it – and it's for good reason. If you – oftentimes, and I'm not sort of – dogging anybody who has a cs because i actually that you know I've, although i'm a mechanical engineer i obviously have cs background the the issue is that um it's subject to um anyone's interpretation as to what you do in fact know and it's also very dated at times so five years down the line your cs background may not apply so these credentials are extremely essential so a lot of what was asked of me when i responded to the um the sow and and subsequently was awarded the grant I, I made it a point to include the credentials because it was really where the rubber meets the road, in my opinion. It's like the, you know, the A plus certification, CompTIA, d- different credentials exactly. like that. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Just to make sure all of our listeners understand that because not yes. all of our listeners are, 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 <laughs> are as technical as, as you or, or maybe, maybe even me. So, yeah. so I want to, so I have a couple questions. My question was really around the tech hire grant. So okay. it, it, it's, is it a multi-year grant where, you're going to get funding every year, like the state and then yourself for, for participating in this. Is there an expiration on it? Do you have any more details about it? Yes. We, it's a four year. We have, we, the, the, the award was for four years. Oh, we're fantastic. one year in. Yes. Well, I think, I, think that's really, I think that's really important to state because I think one thing that we, I think we've heard consistently here in the state is in order for us to have continued momentum when it comes to any initiative around um, workforce development or, education or innovation is we need, it needs to be sustainable, right? It can't just be the, you know, six months or a year. It's gotta be multi-year. So the fact that yes. it's a four year, four year grant is fantastic. Yeah. And for many reasons, do I, do I agree with you? Um, one, because it, it does evolve. I mean, I've, I've, I've witnessed my own company growing and I am somewhat you know, retentive in the sense of where I try to stick to what I originally, because it took a while um, to come up with the um, concept. And the reason why is because, a, a lot of what it was founded on initially was sort of pie in the sky, and I had to bring it down to reality, um, right. both in terms of what they were looking for and also the budget. Um, and I and I also needed myself to be satisfied with the outcome because my name would, would ultimately be on it. Um, so I had uh, there was, so in order for me to 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 tick all of those boxes, I had to actually come up with the um, training. Well, yeah, and so I was going to ask you that. So. Um, and again, it's, it's very much addressing every aspect of what is necessary in order to get over the finish line. I mean, we are featuring around 15 different career pathways, which is something maybe we should touch upon because um, th- there are multiple different career pathways. And what I mean by that is that each of these, these disciplines render a different set of credentials. So you have, you know, you have things like you know, uh, computer user support specialists, uh, cybersecurity and information protection analysts, 
you know, we even added um, three new ones as of recent, um, and that's Ethical Hacker, um, DevOps, and um, I can't remember, but Android Developer. Again, it's evolving simply because we're, we're developing the momentum and we're responding to the demand. Um, so when someone comes up with an idea, this is one of the reasons, and I'm sure we're going to touch upon that, which is the reason why I, I revel in the, the glory of not necessarily being a traditional EDU because I can make these changes on the, you know, on the dime. I can make a change and not have to go through a, a, a board for authorization when I know better. You know, the IT field is not is very unforgiving and waiting for certain things to to be authorized because the tech field, obviously, in a year, it, it, it may be somewhat um, outdated, or it might have you know evolved into something other than what was originally authorized. So that's the one thing I do want to 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 um, make note of, and also I'm a bit I'm, you know I'm a bit proud of it because. It really does allow us to remain sort of um, current. Yeah, no, I think, I think and that's a great point. And you know, the last thing you want is your curriculum to become stagnant. And it seems like you are you're really um, kind of moving in the direction that where where te technology is going. I mean, you know, ethical hacker, as an example, is a relatively new term in, in the tech world. And the fact that you're already working on a career path for that is fantastic. So you know, kudos, kudos to you guys for for you know for yeah. adding things and pivoting quickly. Uh, so I have a couple of questions, if you don't mind just following up. Yes. So who, you know, I know you said you, you help design and, and some of the, you know, the curriculums and the career paths, who teaches these courses? Cause you have five locations. So I'm assuming it is not you teaching yes. all these courses. And yeah, I have a full, full, full staff, full staff, and they're all degreed in their respective wow. fields, both in terms of, um, you know, uh, their traditional uh, degree and their respective fields and also with their um, credential. And the main reason the credential are, are there is so that we can obviously share in the experience. You know what I mean? They, they can share in the, they, they will bring their experience having sat for this exam to the actual um, instruction, which makes all the yeah, difference. Yeah, no, I, th I think that, I think that, um, I mean, I think that practical experience, I think makes a lot of sense. And I think you're starting to see in, in, in traditional colleges and universities, you're starting to see more and more adjunct professors that come from not academia, but actually from, the business world uh, or, you know, or, or whatever field they're in to go help teach courses. And I think, uh, I think that's really important. So I think that's great. And my second question, Absolutely. my follow-up to that, so we now know who teaches it. Who, who are your students and, and how are they finding out about wow. you uh, and, and DCI? <laughs> well, here's the weird thing. Um, that, that's probably the toughest question to answer because it's so, it's so easy that it would probably take me an hour to, to go through all of the different, variations of students that we've um we've we've witnessed now um strangely enough i'd say a good significant um percentage of our students are are coming straight from having either just graduated or going into the workforce and it's just it's it's not a lot it's they're not able to sort of make a living based on what they're do you get what i'm saying so so and it's and once again it is sort of speaking of the very reason for this initiative having been brought to, 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 uh, to the table. Um, because you, what you're getting is you're getting a bunch of people with a lot of, they've spent a lot of money in their education, but they're not getting necessarily the return on their investment. And the IT field probably is the one field that is a bit forgiving of your traditional education. And it's kind of weird for me to say that here. I got a 14-year-old and I can't, <laughs> I certainly could not tell him, hey, it's not necessary. It's not important to get a, to go to right, college. Right, right. Um, especially, can, and I don't like to even mention that to my students, A, most of them in many cases have a degree, 
but it, it, again, it is a supplement. I mean, I just, we, we've had, we actually had a, a panel of students straight from UNH and, you know, UNH is very you know, well known for their um, criminal justice um, of, um, you, you, uh, University field. of New Haven, correct? Yeah, yes. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Yep. And uh, they, uh, they were extremely interested in the, in the cyber field, the cybersecurity field. I mean, for obvious reasons, they want to supplement their curriculum, their, their, their background, their, their study, their discipline with this very well um, appreciated field of, of, um, of interest. You know, so what, what happens here is, is that most of your criminology, I hate to say it like that, is, is, is data, is, is cyber. So now what happens is that they, they may come through and, and grab an MTA security or they may grab, a, you know, an Accompti security plus. Whatever the case may be, it only brings that much more to the table when going out and seeking um, employment in that respective field. It just makes, them that, it, makes it that much more um, a, a strong, a, you know, a strong. So, again, I mean, I'm kind of all over the place in that regard, but I guess what I'm saying in a nutshell is, is that every field um, has – a place whereby which an, an IT credential can be found and, and, and an actual respective credential can be uh, beneficial. So, so I think just to make sure I understand it. So your, your students, some of your students have college degrees. Some of your students don't yeah. have college degrees. It's really, it's really a little bit of a mix, uh, but exactly. everyone's coming to you in, in essence to, you know, improve themselves professionally, right. Better themselves so they can, you know, either find their first job or their next job or their dream job. Exactly. You're either finding people who are looking to do just that. Or you're finding people who have yet not found their area. Right. And this is the perfect opportunity to do so. And strangely enough, they coexist very well. It's not like as if there's this huge education gap. And it's the it's the weirdest it's the weirdest thing, and I've actually been stating this for quite some time, but it becomes very difficult because it sounds like as if you're a vacuum salesman, until it becomes now the thing. I mean, and that's the reason I was an article just the other day stating how 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 cyber security has sort of taken over as the four the one of the the most the most sought after positions. Right. And so there then is the reason why that area is taken over. One one of the things I wanted to touch on too, by the way, is. This particular initiative has sort of it was it was not so much the first, but it, it, it legitimized the claim of the need for all of this to the extent of where we're actually opening our Hartford branch once again in, in, in one of the respective WIBs. But we are uh, doing a huge um, a training, uh, I guess, initiative for this is Cigna, uh, CareCentric. Ahold, the Hartford, these organizations are essentially um, the initiative that they have come to is they are essentially paying individuals. I believe there's 30 of them. There's about 90 people there vying for these positions. There's, it was, they're going to you know, whittle it down to 30 people. And it was a very grueling process to determining it. Um, they're paying them to come to class 40 hours a week for around five months. And they are guaranteed positions when they leave. Oh, okay. That's fantastic. They've already secured the position on day one. It's only there for, it's only for them to lose. And they really have very little tolerance for anything other than complete compliance because they're investing in them. 
Um, and we are actually already been slated for 12 of these types of relationships across the, across the country, quite frankly. This, the first one starting here in, in Hartford. So they sought out DCI because of they, they know what, what it is that we do. And again, they didn't even, they asked, they asked for a, a capstone um, project more so. And I felt that it was, I wanted to do them one better and, and offer the credentials because that to me is with no argument an indication that they know what they're doing upon completion of this program, as opposed to someone's interpretation. Um, that, that program starts the 16th of July, and um, there will probably be continued cohorts um, uh, thereafter. That, that, yeah, that's, that's super exciting. And so, so you're going to have, you know, I think you call them like high-tech classrooms and learning labs in New Haven, Bridgeport, Waterbury, New London, and now Hartford. Correct. Wow. And there's, and there's a lot of small little, uh, you know, the sub substations, if you will, um, where they want us to come in to their organization and, and provide the training literally on spot. And we, we have no problem with that. So, so, and I don't want to follow up. So, you know, we, I know who your students are now. I know who, you know, your, your, your teachers are. How much does this cost for students uh, if they're, if they're interested in getting involved? We've dwindled it down. It costs, it costs the student nothing. It's so free. That, absolutely free. Not, not only is it free, but they provide them with other aspects, which end up being, you know, added benefits, you know, travel and all these other things. And there's also apprenticeship programs and matching programs. So uh, they, the, the, a lot of the employers seek us out. We are able to provide the claim that we assist in job placement because we don't really have to do much other than exist because organizations come to us for placement because we have already vetted the student. Right, so think right. about it. The student is already, they don't have to worry about getting a, 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 one of the reasons why the placement, uh, I guess you would call it the uh, placement agencies are so popular now is because employers really don't want the headache associated with the intake process. So in this particular case, they're getting a, a, a person who has literally already been sifted through the process. And there are also other incentives to hiring the actual students straight from our organization. So if no other reason other than come to this program, you have two main ones. One, you get free credentials. And two, you, uh, you end up being first in line for positions. And they call us weekly to see who is ready. And it's up to us to say, well, this person is not necessarily. I personally don't like to just send someone who just passed barely because it's just my philosophy. I'd rather have someone with high, high marks as opposed to someone who just passed, uh, you know. So I, I would not send them out until um, I am sure that they actually are going to represent uh, the program the best. No, that makes sense. And uh, I think just for, for those people out there listening, um, and I'll add it to the show notes as well, but uh, the website is dciresourcesllc.com. And that's, that where you, and that's where you can find all the information about um, – you know, the, your, your learning academy, the tech hire program, and like your locations and all the different uh, certifications you guys offer with, 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 with your learning. And, and, and the fact, I mean, I think you kind of nailed it, right? The fact that this is free, I mean, what a fantastic opportunity for, for um, you know, either students or people that just graduated from college to continue that professional development that we talked about earlier. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's, you know, as we kind of started the started the the show with, I'm passionate about innovation in the education space, and that's really why I wanted to talk with you because this this is truly innovative. Again, as you said earlier, you're not a traditional school, 
but you're 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 coming about it from a completely different angle, um, making a huge impact on people, and you know absolutely helping Connecticut, you know, retain talent, attract new yes. talent, and and you're helping the whole workforce development uh, piece where you're building tech pipeline, uh, tech pipeline for the you know the 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 thousands of companies around the state. Exactly. And, and what, what, what's, what's important about it is, is that it's not necessarily a, you know, a recipe that, I, I, you know, I, I want to pride myself with having developed the program, uh, you know, um, in, 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 an, in an ingenious manner. But really, it's me responding to what these organizations are looking for. And then I put together the program. So as much as I'd like to, to take credit for it all, uh, it was the credit really isn't how to fit it within the budget and within the time frame that I think is sort of the sweet spot. But I'm more or less taking my cues from these tech organizations that are looking for the tech talent. Um, and then I pretty much so confirm that, in fact, what it is that it is that they're looking for is within feasibility um, in many terms and, and, you know, in many manner. And, and then we put it together. Um, you know, so it is definitely it is definitely current in that regard. Yeah. And I want to say, you know, I think kudos to you for. <laughs> coming up with the idea, listening to multiple constituents on what they need and really putting this partnership together because you work with a lot of different entities to make this happen. As you mentioned, it's a fe- there's a federal grant. You're working with the Department of Labor here in the state. You're working with these workforce development boards. You're working with private employers. That's a lot of different people to try to get on the same page. And the fact that you've made this work and it's successful and it's continuing to grow, I think is, is a really a testament to you and your passion for it. So um, I just want to say, you know, th- thank you for, uh, you know, for everything you're doing for the state, because I think uh, we need innovators like yourself to keep um, pushing our state forward and promoting education and innovation. So thank you for that. And thank thanks you. for making the time to uh, to do the podcast. And again, I'll make sure we, we put your URL in our show notes for anyone that's interested in learning more about DCI resources, either from the Learning Academy perspective or your consulting services. So I, I truly appreciate you you having me. And uh you know, I don't always get the, the opportunity to explain things in, in, in such a, 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 a you know, a, a wide forum. I mean, in this particular case, usually I'm put before an audience to, to speak on one particular thing and maybe for five minutes. <laughs> Thank you. And hopefully we can uh, reconnect maybe uh, later this year or next year and see how everything's going. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely am looking forward to that. Thank you. If you would like to get involved with Innovate CT, please visit our website at www.innovatect. There, you can find links to our social media. We currently are active on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.